Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're recording from HR Tech in Vegas, brought to you by our friends and partners at Fuel50. Here's your host, Mark Pfeffer. Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. And recording again today at the Expo Hall of the HR Technology Conference and Exhibition. And I'm joined with two legends of the business. Chad so What did he say? <laughs> Joel Cheeseman. <laughs> we said out loud. <laughs> Are we recording? Legends in our own mind. Gentlemen, welcome. We may or may not actually be recording. We're not, we're not, we're not in control of this interview. <laughs> well, I know I'm certainly this is, not. <laughs> this, is his, this is his practice for the real interview in, in five minutes. What's up, Mark? What do you find going on around here? What's interesting? Ooh. Eight folds, gigantic booth. <laughs> I think they may be compensating for something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, what, it's, it, what it is? It's the it, Ferrari it's, of the Expo Hall. It's, it's a it's a for sale sign, is what it is. <laughs> they, they, I don't they, know. They're they're pointing at SAP and ADP and saying, "Hey, big boy." <laughs> Yeah, why'd you, why'd you come on over? Right? They're, they're like they're like the Hawaiian Islands. There's like little booths around, in addition to the big uh, island that's the, in the middle. Now the funny part though is if you go over in the corner, so Eightfold has about 400 million in, in funding, right? As we can see by the booth size. Um, then Deal, Deal, who has about 600 over 600 million in funding, has a 10 by 10 booth over in the corner. <laughs> The tabletop I with the uh, the Velcro backing. Yes. Yeah. And deals like, <laughs> They're well, taking it back to we're not the 90s. spending our money on this shit. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. I also love the uh, the startup pavilion. That's always one of my favorites. <laughs> Why? These little kiosks of startups. It's, uh, it's, they, they are it, so thirsty for attention. Oh, well, and it's like the trailer park of the, you know, the, the, the condo area. It is. Right? It yeah. is the island of misfit <laughs> it toys. Is, it is the Florida of the United it States. <laughs> <laughs> they are so, you can't go walk through there without being attacked. But let us tell you about our new AI, ML, big data, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, metaverse RPA, startup. Yeah. VR, yes. It was, oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. No, we, I promised we wouldn't take over his show. Oh, sorry. Oh, so. We just assumed you would. So. <laughs> this is probably the easiest interview he's had this far. Yes. It's true. Welcome. Okay, guys, what's your take on the show? This is it. All right. <clears throat> My sponsor yes. wanted to talk about skills. Skills. Okay. So what do you guys have to say about skills? They're good they to have. They pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> They're good to have. Uh, yeah. They're good to up so, skill. Yeah. Well, we actually had a conversation with um, Guild yesterday. Yeah. We were briefed. And uh, another company, like over 600, 630 million in funding, uh, they are upskilling platform. I mean, I, I'm, I'm big on upskilling platforms because we, we need it badly here in the, unit, in the U.S. And, and corporations aren't going to take the time to actually build their own. Mm -hmm. So they need, this is kind of like the easy button. So, yeah, I think... Uh, well, it's like, know. shit, recruiting's hard. Let's just train the people <laughs> we already have to do the jobs that we can't recruit Duh. for. Yeah. So upscaling is a huge uh, trend in our industry uh, that we're both watching very carefully. Otherwise, it's a lot of the same remote automation diversity play that we've been seeing for the last two, three years. Yep. Do you think, we're going back to talking about skills, are the employees as bothered by it or as 
or as into it as the vendors and the employers supposedly are? I don't, I don't know that the employees, the employees, first and foremost, we're not transparent enough with them to let them know what a career path looks like. Uh, and then that there are skills associated with said career path, whether you want to stay on your current path, which they don't even know what fucking path they're on, or the, the, the next path, whatever that path is, we need, to, we need to expose those and then help them understand what skills it takes to actually get into this other department, this other position, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think they understand because the employers haven't done their job in being able to really understand themselves and then also expose it so that they, they can get done what needs to get done with upskilling. Or maybe they understand too well which is the uh, quiet so. quiet quitting phenomenon, meaning I don't, this isn't in my job description. I don't have these skills. Oh, well, we'll upskill you on the job that you've been doing for the last three years that you're not <laughs> you know, being paid for because of this whole damn quiet quitting thing. You're not doing the job uh, that you're not supposed to be doing. So we'll upskill you to a new job so you can do that instead. I would say mm. if there was a union pushing for something like that, yeah, but we've seen such a large, you know, swath of people. Yep. Yeah, this isn't a hands across America kind of thing. Back to you, Mark. <laughs> Back to Mark <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> so what's, um, what's really got your interest here? Interest? Yeah, what do you, what's interesting? Uh, robots. Robots. I want to. I want robots to serve my Chipotle. I want robots to make my Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. I want robots to uh, bring my bag to the hotel. I don't want to talk to someone at the front desk. I want to check it on my phone. Uh, robots. I want the robots to come. I am ready to bow down to my robot overlords. <laughs> That's only because he can get his hamburger faster. Yeah. I, I am sympathetic. And, we'll, and we'll, we'll keep this show PG, okay? I won't, I won't no, go into the other he, phases he's, he's of already, robots. He's already used two words. I'm counting. Uh, you'll, you'll beep those out. That's not, that's not a problem. We, we have the technology, kids. <laughs> yes, yes. Who edits this thing? The robot. The robots, yes. So you, you're seeing a lot of robots here? Ask him what's got him excited. Oh, okay. Hey, Chad. Yeah. What's got you excited? Oh, that's a good question. Thanks for asking, Mark. Uh, I think I really think just the industry in itself. There is so much happening in so many different areas. There's so many so many gaps from these ancient core systems that we've been using forever. So all of these HCM systems, they have gaps. They have a technical debt. They have problems. And many of these these small little startups that are now exploding in some cases. Are, are the answer, right? So we're seeing the answer in pockets here. The question is, what pockets, right? Is it over in the trailer park, you know, with the startups, <laughs> which I love. I love going over there and talking to them because they're just so drinking the Kool-Aid and they're so passionate. Uh, but so what naive. Are they so are. naive. Oh, they are. They are. But I mean, that's to me is, is always... I think always the most exciting part. But now in, the, in our age of Moore's Law and tech... It is, it, it's crazy. It's, it's, there's just so much to be excited about. Hey, Joel, let me come back to what you were saying. Sure. What, what y- is You the- want to talk about robots, oh, don't he does. you? He wants you to expand <laughs> you know on you the do. robots. You know you do. No, I want to ask you, why are you so skeptical about the startups in the Starbucks, the startups area? If, if, if my comments uh, seem to expose a uh, skepticism, 
probably comes from being in this space for 25 years because <laughs> He's I'm an old son of a bitch that has seen at least three or four waves of innovation and companies that are going to change the world. And I'm still waiting for the world to be changed. So just call it old grizzled uh, stodginess that I sort of, uh, I get a kick out of them because they are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and think that they are going to change the world. But, I mean, look, the facts are 95% of them will be out of business in three to five years. So it's hard for me to get too excited. And that's just the fact of, of business, right? Like, that's not just our space. That's any space that does uh, that starts up companies. So, you know, it's just, uh, I, it's not skepticism. Look, we root for startups. We have a show called Firing Squad that we, we legitimately do cheer for startups and hope that they, uh, you know, or succeed, and if we don't think they are, they come back in five years and tell us to fuck off because they've been successful. It's so hard, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, just 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 I've been around the block too many times to get all that excited about uh, a geographic job board, which is literally <laughs> one of the kiosks <laughs> in the pavilion. Uh, I only got about one row down because they do tackle you to tell you about their company. <laughs> Because they spent so much at the uh, the fast signs to get their kiosk yeah. uh, design and the content that they pass out, <sighs> but uh, no, I mean it's fun. Look, you know, I'd love to pause my my old age and really believe in these companies, but until you know they have a booth that looks like eight folds, it's hard to get too excited <laughs> about them. I guess. See, that's for me. That's where I get excited because that's where all the I feel all the ideas are right now. They might be out in left field. Right, but you are seeing so many crazy, awesome ideas. Some of them flourish and get sold like a candidate ID, right? Which Joel gave a golf clap to on Firing Squad, by the way, and Adam Gordon will not allow him to forget that. Never. But uh, but no. but those but those are shining spots, right? And and that's that yeah. I think to me, every day is exciting. It's true. I mean, bonus Lee was in the pavilion one year. They've they've been successful. I think Text Recruit was actually one of the <laughs> pavilion companies at one time. So yeah, there are there are success stories, but that's two in the twenty five years that I've been doing this shit. So Forgive me if I'm a little skeptical. That's two he remembers. He's got a bad memory. memory. He's got a very bad memory. As he gets older, that's just going to get worse. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) So Where am I? That's a good question. We're we're sort of on the way up out of COVID, um, more or less. Bring on monkeypox, baby. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) When you're walking around here and when you're just sort of thinking of the business... What's the big problem that the vendors should jump on to take care of that they're not? Let me go first. So the biggest problem that we've had in this industry forever that nobody is really focused on, I shouldn't say nobody, there are some platforms that are, but it's that that 90 plus percent rate of candidates ejecting in the application process. So you have... 90% of the people who were interested and wanted to apply for your job and they couldn't complete the process because your application process sucked because it was so bad, they ejected, right? 90%. But yet we we whine and moan and complain because we don't have enough candidates. Well, if we look in the mirror, we've got to figure out why we don't. So I think that is at least on 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 the top end of the funnel, a big, a, a big solution that needs to be put in place. Now, some like Paradox or some of the, you know, some of the, uh, some of the other platforms that are out there that are more Fountain. experiential. Yeah, yeah, Fountain, experiential. 
they're doing a great job in being able to try to re-engineer that whole process so that instead of 90% ejecting, you have more of a 90% application rate. We need to start there. I mean, it's just the simple shit that we get wrong. That's basically what I, what I was going to say. So I'll I'll, I'll yes. try to think of something new uh, to put in there. I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback on that, and I think I think more or less the whole process is really broken. I mean, uh, ghosting is still a thing. Uh, quiet quitting, engagement. Um, are you coming back to work? Are you not? Uh, there's been so much inconsistency with how we treat someone that we're trying to hire uh, from the time that we first communicate with them, like Chad mentioned, you know, people not, not wanting to or caring to finish the application process to uh, the actual interviewing and follow up. I mean, I have, I have the, the enviable position of having a 16 year old that has been applying to some jobs in the last 12 months or so. And the process really sucks. And I hear about service industry can't hire enough people. And I think, well, your hiring really sucks. It's really bad, and it, it doesn't it doesn't communicate to a teenager like a teenager wants to communicate, right? A, commu- a teenager does not check email, right? I mean, he, my son has checked email only because of applying to a job. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll never check email. Um, you know, text messaging and getting back uh, in a timely fashion. It's just. Treating people, treating humans like humans has always been an issue, and it still is. I mean, pay transparency, we talk about a lot. Um, you know, I'm thankful for Indeed sort of laying down the, the gauntlet saying, hey, we're going to put a salary range in your job, whether you put one in there or not, forcing the hand of an employer. We're seeing states like New York and California uh, trying to pass laws of where you have to put a salary uh, in a job position. So we're making steps to being more human and being more respectful to job seekers and candidates but we still have a long way to go. So that piggybacks on Chad's, but maybe just expands on what he was saying. Gentlemen, thank you both so much. Are you thank talking you. to us, gentlemen? Do we oh, get a, yeah, I'm sorry. Do we, <laughs> get a, do we get a t-shirt now? Do Guys, we get a t-shirt for this? Like a t-shirt. Yeah, like we'll I, get you a t-shirt. Because okay. we don't read books. They have books back there. I don't think book is something that we want. No, Mark, book. thank you for having us, man. Thanks, Mark. You've been listening to People Tech of the HCM Technology Report. This HR Tech series is graciously brought to you by our partners at Fuel50. For all other HR, sourcing, and recruiting news, check out hcmtechnologyreport.com. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.